Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were being put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in very large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, only worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor woman has put in more to the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Mark twelve forty one through 44 Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious Spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. The scene is this. It's afternoon on the streets of some downtown metropolis. A crime is committed. Someone needs help. Pan the camera to the timid newspaper reporter with glasses stumbling around awkwardly to enter the phone booth. He finally gets the door open and he's replaced by a superhero with super defined muscles and a flowing red cape flying in the air now. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's fill in the blank. You know how it goes. Transformation. Transformed is the clumsy walk into graceful leaps and bounds. Transformed is the stuttering speech into smooth, dulcet tones. Transformed is the meek and timid nature into confident and competent superhero. If only transformation could be so easy and so dramatic. And yet true transformation is rarely so silver screen worthy. Instead, true transformation is usually small, sometimes imperceptible changes of heart or soul or behavior. We have just started a new sermon series called Transformed. It even says so here on our altar, Transformed. Thank you, Nancy, for decorating our altar. We'll be looking in these four weeks, starting last week, at scriptures that are traditionally pulled out for stewardship sermons. And hopefully we'll be able to find something that is new that can challenge us from these traditional stories. For the first installment last week, Reverend Jamie Lee preached about the parable of the talents and the gathering up of all that is entrusted to us to create something more, like bringing ingredients together in a recipe. But beyond that, this type of investment takes risk, a risk that God asks us to take on behalf of a wonderful and potential new whole. Today we look at the story of the widow, the widow's offering, the widow's might. The widow who, though she was very poor, gave all that she had to the offering at the temple. So what's the lesson here? Is the lesson of the widow's offering for us to feel guilt or shame if we don't give everything we have? 
Is the point here for us to learn that we should give and give and give until we are destitute and have no money to take care of ourselves and our families? Although I would say as a pastor and as a part of the you know, finance committee that helps meet the church's budget, it would be really a lot easier if the point of the story was for you to give sacrificially because then we wouldn't have to worry about the budget. But that's kind of ridiculous, right? Sometimes when Jesus is, is telling a story or a parable or he's calling out some behavior of somebody else, there are times in the scripture where he ends that with, so you go and do likewise. So I feel like it's an, it's an automatic reaction to hear the story of the widow's might, to hear that the woman gave all she had, and that there's like this little trailer that maybe Jesus just kind of forgot. So go and do likewise. But Jesus does not say that here. Jesus doesn't lift up the widow's offering as an example of what we are to do. All we have to do is turn back a little bit in the Gospel of Mark to set the context and to understand what Jesus is really getting at here of Jesus's accusation of the scribes and the Pharisees for the way they duped the poor people into giving even when their own personal or family needs were at stake. One scholar writes, Jesus is not talking about generosity or self-sacrificial love before or after the story of the widow. He's talking about how corrupt the religious leaders were who control the temple and how the temple is going to be completely destroyed in the future act of divine judgment. So the story here of the widow's offering isn't a simple morality tale of being generous. The story here is a story of justice. It's a story of Jesus calling out the system that does not honor or care for those who are at the bottom. In fact, it's not even a very good or helpful stewardship story at all. There isn't a simple conclusion like, hey, you, give until it hurts. Instead, this story brings up complex understandings of humanity and money and the power of money and how easy it is to fall into the trap of moneyed power. All throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus' eyes are consistently on the widow, the outcast, the alien, the orphan. He accuses the religious leaders of not paying attention to the people in need. The way he speaks about the scribes and the Pharisees, they loom as large and evil as supervillains. And yet those religious leaders were just people. People that were leaders and had some sort of money and some power and some authority and some status, but instead of helping others, they hoarded it all, like Scrooge McDuck or Lex Luthor. But they were just people, people like you and me, that have some sort of money, power or status or authority, and it might not be much, or it might be a lot. 
And there are always people that we can help with what we have. In this season of stewardship, it would be so much easier for me and for our finance committee, I'm sure, if we could use this story to guilt you into giving to the church. We wouldn't ever have to worry about the budget. You would give because you would be humiliated if you didn't. But we're not a church that believes in a God that shames or tries to control our actions with guilt-laden ideas. Instead, we believe in a God that meets us where we are and asks us to take steps towards faithfulness and generosity, justice and hope. Because of God, we are transformed from being individuals into being a body of faith. In God's care, our fear is transformed into courage for the work we are called to do. And with God's vision, our plans are transformed into real and lived experience. It really doesn't take a superhero to save the world. But it does take you and me in little ways every day day by day, together. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.